Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies. And it's important for us to live a very healthy life. Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are. So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. And you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe. And you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a sixth-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today. And I am so happy to be alive, aren't you? So happy. I'm happy that I am able to be alive and to live my truth no matter what the circumstances are and be able to share with you uh, ways for you to adapt and cohabitate on this planet in a way that supports us being able to coexist with each other in a place of unconditional love. And there's a lot of people in the world who don't like that. A lot of people in the world want to stay very secular and very, you know, insulated and, you know, in their safety from anything that would cause any form of threat to them because of their fear that there's something else that exists outside of what they believe. And that's a very tricky situation, especially when you're thinking about it from a paradigm of shamanism, because in shamanism, we look at everything if we were to take a tribe and draw a circle around that tribe, that's the tribe's belief systems, its way of conduct, its way of hunting and gathering and building and creating and supplying everything for that tribe. And then you have the chief who's there to to oversee all of this, right? And then the shaman who's outside of that circle is to look and see how the whole entire wholeness of it all is operating and what's outside of that so that the tribe can grow and be aware. And because we 
are held in this position of being a bridge to both the ancestors to the physical world as well as the spiritual platform in which to help people facilitate their own awareness of their greatness and and the ability to model that into the tribal culture as leaders who are here to leave legacy, people who are here to see their shine on, their brightness, their illumination, be present in all things that they do. And every action that they take towards another person is an action of love, a word of love, word of grace, or an action of grace, and some form of beauty that transcends darkness so that we could truly upgrade, uplift, and shift this planet as well as all those on it to a higher dimension. But in order to do so, right, we have to be very grounded in that awareness of love, grounded in that awareness of grace, grounded in that awareness of truth, but not so grounded to the point where we can accept the views of other people and be able to hear them without feeling that we have to get upset or angry or that we have to create some form of, you know, um, degradation to another group of our society for the p purpose that we are unable to activate or process um, what we need for ourselves, um, for our own evolutionary process but that we would feel inferior to another group and therefore begin to exact war upon them or to take whatever they have and leave them with nothing so that we can always be in the position of survival. Which really comes down to the idea that humans use and the basic understanding that most humans, and I'd say a huge portion of them, are living in a linear understanding. And that linear understanding holds the foundations of death and life, right? So you have on one, one side of that bridge is life. You come into this world and, you know, you, you acclimate yourself as according to your family structures, beliefs, cultures, and even religions or spiritual beliefs, whatever type of, you know, information that they have gathered through um, their family bloodline and, and now are sharing that with you. And so all of those processes, of course, become your own processes because you accept them, because you believe that the people around you have done enough discernment and responsible action, which means to show up with love in action, to create a container for you in which to grow in as a child that supports unconditional love and and and, and joy and happiness and support and empowerment and so forth. However, the case of the matter is that's not the case. The case of the matter is, is that you come into this world and your parents' views and ideas have not been examined under the under the field of discernment through unconditional love. And therefore it has been tainted and stained and held with all forms of fear-based ideas, realities, and thought processes that map out a world of fear for you held under the the understanding of the guise of if you don't follow these rules that we've set forth then you will be alienated or not loved or punished or spanked or you will be on some level um rejected and that idea of rejection always brings us to the very end of the scale which is the idea of death right and so most human beings act out of the fear of not being loved with the fear of thinking that everything will lead to death. Death is separation. Death is abandonment. Death is I'm being alone. Death is no one cares me, sees me, understands me, or gets me. And so why should I even exist? So we base our existence on the qualifications of that which is, you know, our foundation, which is the idea of linear movement. We base our whole entire experience on how someone else gives us, sees us, or acknowledges our value and our worth of being a human being that lives on planet Earth. For the sake of living, we need to feel a part of something, a part of something, initiated into something, or have some form of connection with something. Most of the times people spend more time connecting with other people and then connecting with themselves. And this is one of the reasons why, you know, when people they talk about soulmates and twin flames, and, you know, I know a lot of you know recently that I've made an announcement about my love in the general public for the sake of not having the media um, find it out on their own and then begin to use that as a weapon um, to um, attack me and my uh, goddess so that she wouldn't be able to, you know, um, 
make moves and I wouldn't be able to make moves and so forth. So we decided to take the power in our own hands by announcing it ourselves. So that way we knew the press and all the things would come about. But let's move past that because that is nor here nor there. And the whole idea of all of that media stuff is just a bunch of uh, glamorization of nonsense in the face of humanity for the sake of selling magazines and getting hits and clicks on their on their computers for their websites or however that whole thing works. And what we're mostly insert what we're mostly concerned about is the understanding of how do we continue to forward our species in a way that invites an all-inclusive growth pattern for all human beings and all consciousness on the planet, not who's the hottest, who's great, and what is Shaman Durek doing, who's now dating a royal. That's just a bunch of, you know, what I call glamouring. It means to take the media or the people away from that which is most important, which is themselves. And the love of creation, which is them, inside of them, and moving all around them, and holding them in the space of that containment of that unconditional love that is always there and present. You know, and even the the comments that were placed in the media about my sexuality, which in fact, yes, I have attraction towards men and women, but it is not a label that I am going to classify upon myself and sit myself in a box with a label, with a check mark that I've been checked off so that I am now safe because now they understand what it means. No, no one will ever understand who I am and what I mean in the sense of what it means of the multidimensional expression of my being because I myself am learning every day the more levels of my multidimensional expression that is going to be eternally seen and experienced through all of my eternal journey, which will be for eternity, which means the ever-growing pace of my being will always be a new beautiful experience to behold and therefore could never be put into a box nor could you be put into a box so when we think about that where does that behavior come from and the reason why i'm speaking about it is to utilize that in our teachings and our share today so the behavior of that conduct of fear of prejudice of i don't understand you or you're defying god or you're doing this and you're doing that is all coming from the internal insecurity of the center focus of that tribe. So if another tribe goes to destroy another tribe, they're only destroying them because they've already destroyed themselves the moment they felt that there was something opposite of them that they didn't understand. And so therefore some part of them feels threatened. The moment a human being feels threatened it because they feel that they're not holding strong and secure in who they are, that the act of building back that strength of security, which we call the ability to proclaim one truth as real would mean you would have to eliminate anything that is opposing that truth. Now let's take a pause for a moment and take a deep breath and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Because taking in that, what I just said, is so important for you. Because the most important thing about that statement is that you will understand why we have so much degradation and death and decay and war and suffering and intolerance and lack of unconditional love and compassion for other species. Um that we haven't even come in contact with because we haven't even been able to handle our own species, which we are in contact with. There's a reason why other beings don't land here and make themselves known to us in a way that is actually public. As if you were saying, hey, here I am, I exist on all levels and all beings, and I'm here for all of you to see, and I have technology and new advancements to share with you. None of these things would come about because the species that would ever interact with us would see us as a cosmic threat because we are not only, not only do we destroy our own resources, which is a huge uh, imbalance, but we also destroy our own kind. We destroy the, the fabric 
are the beautiful tapestry of life uh, through fear and insecurity. That someone who believes something different from me is threatening me, which means I've already stopped believing in what I believe in. So because of that, now I really have to go out and march and scream and yell and kick and shoot and do all of these very um, outlandish, uh, you know, separatism behaviors of of display through character that does not resonate with the tonal frequency of unconditional love, no matter how many times you call Jesus's name out or, or Allah's name out, you are not a being of unconditional love and you do not serve source with unconditional love if you are so quick to cast judgment and to blame or to shame another human being, which means you blame and shame God for God's creation. So the fear of death or the idea of death, right, is this this really interesting uh, thing that takes a hold of society. It is, it is held within that that understanding of, oh, I'm not permanent. So therefore, that, sit, uh, that sits there. And some part of your being may not be aware of it, but it sits there because it's been programmed to sit there. And through that programming, there's this idea that I have to get everything I need right now because I'm running out of time or... You know, what if I don't have this in this life and that person had it and I didn't get to have it? So I should go and shoot that person for their tennis shoes because I need those shoes now because that's what's hot and that's what's fly and that's what the glamour society is showing me, right? And I need to, you know, make sure that I say to every single person that they're going to go to hell and that they're bad people because they don't believe in Christ as their savior and their Lord, because I do, and I can't understand why they don't. And so I'm upset with the fact that they choose to exist in front of me when I have insecurity that there's a part, a small, tiny part, even if like a, a minuscule, a tiny little, mm, is still in there that doesn't believe in what I'm actually saying. And so therefore I feel threatened by anything contrary or opposite of my own spectrum. And I have to eliminate it. It's because it keeps continuing to create that threat, which is the only threat that I really have is that of my own self, a part of me inside that holds on to that doubt fragment. That little doubt fragment makes it uncomfortable for me to coexist on a planet with other people who believe opposite of what I believe. And that behavior has caused destruction, chaos, and war, death, and calamity on our planet for far too long. And I don't know about you, tribe, but I'm pretty damn sick of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty over the insecurity of humanity, you know, and the, the consciousness or the, the reverence that humans have not yet been able to adapt as a part of their functioning system that they have chosen lack, limitation, scarcity, and fear and judgment and intolerance towards other human beings for the sake of them being different, to me is not only um, not bewildering, but so up in my face as truth and understanding of the void of taking responsibility for that little speck of doubt within yourself that you could not coexist on a planet or in the same region or country or area because someone is doing something different than you do, then you should just step and say, I feel uncomfortable with your existence because it threatens the part of me that believes that my existence isn't real and yours is or that you seem so clear in yours, which means that I've always had to, you know, constantly get mad and angry at people in order to stay clear in mine, because that's what keeps driving me to know that I've made the right choice because I'm willing to fight for it, which if you ask me is the biggest hmm, megalomania thing that you can do that is so destructive and so foul that you think you would have to fight for something in order to just invite that something in and be able to process through it through the um, ability to discern and to trust and to have truth in that which is being said or to discern it with the um, understanding of unconditional love, therefore decimating it to the light um, for a holy transmutation or configuration or spiritual or redefinition because of the idea of that which you are experiencing is not amplifying love. So what are we talking about here? Right? What, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about amplifying love into the world. We're talking about what does it mean to operate in a field of unconditional love? When you talk about soulmates and twin flames, I hear it so many times in the media and, and all of the different communities that, that are moving in that field of spiritual consciousness. I hear, oh, that's my twin flame, that's my soulmate, that's my twin flame, my soulmate. Well, first thing we have to understand too is that you don't have one twin flame, you have many twin flames. 
Uh, some people have one, some people have two, depending on how many spirits they have in their being and what type of being they are as according to masculine and feminine polarities that play out within them. Secondly, um, twin flames are not prone to argue and bicker and moan and bitch and complain and play power struggle games with each other to prove who's greater and greater than in the other person or so forth. And so the whole understanding of a twin flame is that the twin flame comes in to show you a level of peace of unconditional love that you have not been able to experience because you have not been able to call that in for yourself to see that it's even possible for you to experience because that is basically your no compromise zone, right? The moment I decided to have a no compromise zone, my, my, my twin flame walked right in. And to say the least, you'll know because there's an action of not needing to like hold back or wait for a long period of time before you decide to engage yourself in the true realities that you're experiencing as that person being your twin flame or your love. And so if we get down to it and we begin to understand that the twin flame comes in with a high level frequency of love, that it feels so scary, but not scary enough for you to be arguing, bickering, complaining, and amplifying hate and fear into the world. It would mean that you go through processes as you begin to let go even more into embracing your twin flame, but you're doing it in an open, honest way, meaning you're going to them and saying, I have insecurities, I'm afraid, I'm scared, and you cry in their arms and they embrace you and hold you and say, I love you, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm here to comfort you and support you at the highest level of truth. Truth, so that you can um, take that truth and 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 really see that truth as a stature truth that that would never be broken or never taken away from you under any circumstances um, and can't be because you're willing to show up authentically. You're willing to be completely vulnerable and you're willing to show up completely transparent. And so that is what creates the, the twin flame consciousness because twin flame consciousness isn't trying to change you. It's only there to refine you in the process of the heart. So every refinement is a laughter, a joy, a celebration. Like for instance, when my when my twin flame, um, Marta, you know, says something to me uh, that is there for correction, I don't take offense to it because I know that she's my twin flame. So therefore, she's being able to give me an, a viewpoint or an understanding that allows me to go deeper within myself without her jumping in and doing it for me, which would be codependent, or her doing it for me and then me resenting her for taking away my power for doing it for me, which is also a form of codependency and also passive aggressive. And no, so I can go to her and say, I messed up. I was wrong what I did. I messed up and she embraced me. I can cry in her arms and say, I lost this person. I missed this person. Da, da, da. And I can cry in her arms like a baby. And she just holds me until I'm ready to let go and be in that space of stepping in my boots as this man who's out there in the world talking and sharing and loving and laughing and sharing the lit train for everyone to get on and say, let's choo-choo our way to success on every level. So that energy that she brings in is not this energy of this kind of trudging of power play and who's this and who's that. None of that exists. And none of those things should exist when you're with your twin flame. So if you have a twin flame or you're calling that person your twin flame and you bicker, complain and amplify nothing but uh, uh, stress and yelling and all this kind of stuff to your children or whoever it may be at the time, that is not your twin flame. That means you have compromised and you've eaten a lot of compromised pie and you're okay with it. You've been settled with it. And gee, gosh, you you could be completely comfortable in your uncomfortable. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, I know myself, I could never put myself in a relationship with someone who couldn't accept, understand that I'm a twin spirit, that I have a male and female in me. That is very much two couples that once lived at a time where they couldn't work out their differences and chose to embody me as their embodiment. So therefore, that man and that woman both desire certain things, and I'm not here to withhold them from having it because someone's not going to like me, or the idea of death through abandonment, or death through ridicule, or separation would even arise under those circumstances if there was not an understanding or a clarity that allows me to understand that I'm not going to die unless I truly want to. And the other fact is the matter that the worst thing that could ever happen is that um, people just don't want to talk to you or feel disgusted by you or whatever, but then those people don't really love you and understand you anyway, and they'll come around when it's time. And what we must do is just hold a space for them. 
right? But if I was going to like sacrifice my truth to make someone else happy, and then I would have never met, I would have never met my um, goddess. I'd never be able to sit here and worship her and honor her and see her and love her because I would be inundated by all the nonsense and the craziness and all the things that the press wants to feed me, feed her, feed everyone so that there's this uprising and many you know ways of operating. So I choose not to allow those things to happen um, because I choose to go into that which is most highest for my good. And that's why I'm encouraging you tribal members to look at your life and ask yourself, if you're in a relationship that isn't amplifying love, then why are you amplifying anger and frustration? And don't tell me it's the children. Just don't do that. That's like the worst thing someone can do when they talk to me is they're like, the reason why I choose to stay in this abusive relationship or this abusive job or this abuse of this or this abuse of that. Uh, they'll use all these wonderful excuses. And when I hear them say, it's because of my kids, I tell them, you know, that is the most selfish, egotistical thing you could say that does not hold the field of unconditional love and truth in it. And the reason why is because you're using your kids as an scapegoat for your inability to take responsibility for your power of self-love. That self-love is a qualification of energy that is demonstrating your ability to withhold any type of nonsense or drama away from the relationship and hold the frequencies of truth, which are, which are and is love, unconditional love. And so that way, through that process, that's what you're amplifying in the world through every relationship. If you are have a business partner, you should be amplifying love into the world. If you have a partner partner, you should be amplifying love into the world. It doesn't matter if you're man or man, woman or woman, woman or man, woman, woman, man, 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 woman, woman, and who knows what else. It doesn't matter if it's a tranny or if it's a person who had a sex change. It doesn't matter who you are. You are a living spirit of the divine light. Stop eating that nasty pie, that nasty, nasty pie, because you are such a desperado thinking that you have to deny your own self in order to make someone love you, see you, value you, honor you, and support you in being you. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we found. Dun 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 A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. Dun 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 dun. Come on, dance with me. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. Dun 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 a little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love goes a long, long way. A little bit of love is all it takes. A little bit of love is what we have. Yeah. A little bit of love is all it takes. Because a little bit of love goes a long, long way. Because love is like a drop in that beautiful water that creates ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples and ripples. And before you know it, you got a tsunami of love filling up the planet, going everywhere. And not love that is based in condition 
or love that is based in contracts or negotiations or power plays and ego struggles. No, 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 no. I'm talking about unconditional love. It means you can tell me anything and everything and I will love you. It means you can be however you want to be and I will love you. It means you can open up your mind, your soul, your body to pleasure, to everything, and I will love you. You can be the most vulnerable, scared, insecure person, and I will put my arms around you and love you. You could be angry and hurt and confused, and I love you. This is what it's about. This is the the paradigm shift that we are all moving into to become fifth elements. Ah, throw away those labels that were put on you by society, these ideas, these, these proclamations of truth that someone else chose for you because of their inability to see their own power within them to coexist, co-adapt on a planet with other beings that are a little bit different than who they are and still be able to feel safe and trusting what they believe as their truth without inflicting pain or afflicting uh, shame or afflicting insult upon another person to make them feel bad to let go of their power so that you can sleep better at night. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So is, that, is that your plan? Then go fuck yourself. That's what I got to say. And that's a very spiritual way of saying it. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, Shaman Durek, you curse and da-da-da-da. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit rock and roll. I'm a bit heavy metal. I'm a little bit, you know, ACDC and Iron Maiden guy. I'm a little bit intense, you know? Yeah, I got that country Disney side to me. But sometimes when I hear too much nonsense for a long period of time and people just going around hurting, insulting people and trying to crush and stamp on people because you're uncomfortable with your, of yourself, because you don't know how to hold your own nucleus. You don't know how to stay within your own center. You don't know how to proclaim yourself without the threat of another person. So you feel like you have to cause insult and pain and shame to them because you don't understand why they choose what they choose or why they dress how they dress or why they color their hair the way they color or who they choose to love or who they choose to be intimate with or whatever belief they choose to have. If they choose to be religion, if they choose not to have religion, if they choose to be spiritual or non-spiritual or atheist, it doesn't matter. Mind your own business. And if you can't do that, then go fuck yourself. Because it's enough. And I don't know about you, tribe, but I'm feeling really, really feverish these days when it comes to the elevation of light frequency moving through my body. I have what we call a love feverish. But love feverish doesn't mean you get to walk all over me, stomp on me, spit on me, kick me around because I'm this unconditional loving being who accepts you and doesn't judge you, embraces you and allows you to shine your light as bright as you want all day, all night. Because of that, and because I can say that, the reason why I can say go fuck yourself is because even though I love you and you're acting a fool and being insecure and hurting people and shaming people and blaming people and acting out of character, I still love you. You're still my brother and sister and I still came for, you know, from heaven and chose a human body and all the things that I've gone through. To be able to exact that love in the moment you choose to open your mouth and say nasty things to me or try to shame me or put me down or put any of my brothers and sisters down for their likeness of who they are. Um, you know, with pride and prejudiceness and, um, and, pie, and piety. That's your choice. But right now, I got to say, and I got to say it real loud, that if you can't let people be and you got to hurt them and shame them and blame them and create all this unnecessary energy that you are creating through this enactment of insecurity projected onto another person because you are threatened, that they threaten the very core and fiber of your tribal ways, Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself and do it with love. You know, you don't have to do it with anger and pain. Just do it with love. Go fuck yourself and do it with love and come back and have a conversation with me and realize that you've been completely a system, uh, a system onto its own system built by the matrix to do its job of creating diversion, division, separation, and fear on planet earth. And if you can't see that and you don't understand that and you're going to keep using Jesus's name, that is to me the most despicable, disgusting, vile, un uncouth way to honor 
the love of Christ on earth, is to utilize Christ as a weapon for your own misconduct and fall from grace the moment you decided to judge someone, condemn someone, and speak out of tongue against someone. It just blows my mind. Blows my mind. I mean, I can't even understand how you sleep at night thinking that you are in the graces of God by your actions and your tongue alone. Your tongue has become like a serpent's tongue, sharp, even though I love snakes and they are very sacred beings. But I mean like you are really hissed yourself into a bunch of darkness and really think you're proclaiming the teachings of your religion because you choose to condemn people. You think that by condemning people, you're bringing them to the light? You are condemning people. You are casting them to the darkness, and thou shalt not cast unless thou is willing to cast upon themselves. It's like you—you you don't have a right to throw the stone if you—if you could throw the stone at yourself. You have not learned any of the teachings. Have you not garnered any kind of knowledge in the time in which you decided to choose this religion or this idea or this concept that you've been indoctrinated to? Did you not once think that you were actually serving God every time you choose to shame, blame, deny, refuse, reject, or eliminate um, another human being or curse them by telling them they're going to go to hell when you have no right? You didn't make them with your whole and higher selves because you you, cop, you had human copulation and you chose to, to share your egg and sperm together to create a baby. You think that you are the property of that child? You think you are the one that created that child that you can say any which thing you want and exact so much suffering and pain into the world because of it and take no responsibility and think that doesn't fall back on you in some way? You gotta be crazy with a cray-cray and a cray-cray and a crazy, crazy. You gotta be crazy because you're lazy, because you don't understand, because your mind is hazy, and you don't see the light because you're in the night, because you're walking in the darkness, and that's all right. But I come to lift you, I come to shift you, I come to see your light and shine it bright. Like a sun in the sky, we play all day. Like a sun in the shine, we play all day. That's why we stay on the lit train. And the lit train goes choo choo, you know what you gotta do. Choo choo, you know what you gotta do. You gotta stay in your heart, stay in your heart, stay in your heart, stay in the center of your heart and love unconditionally 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 and if you can't love unconditionally then you better keep on walking if you can't love unconditionally then you better keep on walking because if you can't love unconditionally then you best keep on walking and if you can't love unconditionally then you best on keep on walking because i don't got no time for your nonsense and I don't got no time for your nonsense. So if you can't love unconditionally, then you best on keep on walking. If you can't love unconditionally, then you better keep on walking. So you walk and you walk and you walk and you walk. And you walk and walk and walk and let the Spirit clean your soul. And you walk and walk and walk and it's time for you to let it go. Because the time has come for light to change. Everything that's not really in God's name. And if you're not loving unconditionally, you better walk, 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 and get some knowledge in your soul. You better get some knowledge in your soul. You better get it. 
You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. You better get some knowledge in your soul. So keep on walking. Keep on walking till you get that knowledge in in your soul. You see. That's the truth of it. And if we continue to hold on to that truth, that that beautiful, beautiful sun shining truth that lights everything up when you speak it, even when you say something to someone and they just keep on acting more and more vile or negative, that only means you are bringing out that darkness in them to react. Don't take offense. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't care if it's your family member or your friend or your coworker or your boss or whomever it may be, a business partner, or it could be just someone, a customer or someone coming in or anybody. Anyone who acts out of character from the field of unconditional love and they act from a place of anger, frustration and annoyance and insult, that is because the darkness does not like that light you're shining. And it is freaking out, man. It is freaking out, women. It is freaking out, beautiful beings of light. That thing is freaking out. And that's why they say the things they do. Don't take offense to that which they say. Because what's happening in that moment is that they are getting cleansed out. The darkness is getting riled up. If the darkness gets riled up, you're winning. You're winning. If the darkness gets riled up, you are winning. You are winning because that is what really makes you, right, powerful is when you stop reacting to how other people choose to react, right? It's like you can speak about it like I am today, but that reaction is only for the education and the purpose of us to be able to go up higher and burn more fire of the heart's passion and desire to love unconditionally. But if you're coming at it from a place where you feel like you have to go and yell at someone and tell them off and call them names and do that stuff like that, that's because the poison of that person got into you and you let that poison sleep inside of you to get so deep inside of you that it began to take over the functions of your system that your very tongue in your mouth would utter such words that is in the same, same place that the person who was actually uttering those words at you came from. Now you are in the same, what I call together purgatory, right? The together purgatory state. It's the state where you stay, they stay until you actually operate a field of unconditional love through learning that the idea of you creating this quantum entanglement really has no value or purpose for you to be able to be great and recognize your greatness in any now moment that you would have to go into complete uh, same behaviors that other people go through. So when yells at you, you yell at them. Someone calls you a name, you call them a name. That is called a negative dance. That is what I literally call making darkness. That is that is a cooking pot for darkness. When two people come together and spout out negative things at one another and they have completely matched the vibration that darkness wants, which is called conflict and chaos. And therefore, every time you open your mouth, the other person opens the mouth and matches your vibration. You are bringing such suffering into the world through your relationship, through your friendship, through whatever situation that is causing that level of friction as to begin to battle it out for the winner of truth, the one who is right, or the power game and power struggle, which has no value in society whatsoever. And if we are going to level up this planet to become a giant age, then we need to step it up when it comes to love. If you are arguing with people around you, matching their vibration, if someone is mad at you and you get mad at them because they're mad at you, you've lost the game. It doesn't mean you can't get back up and get back out there in the field and do it again. But that means at that moment, you have lost the game. And I don't want game losers here. I want winners. I want winners. I want leaders of legacy. I want standing giants who stand on the field of battle against those who are on the other side, knowing that there is no battle. There's only the enactment in the walk of love to that which is a, unable to see the love that is available to them because they are acting out of character. We do not match their tonal frequency. So whenever you hear someone say, I don't resonate with that, that means you just did. So just don't even say that. Just simply say, I send love to that. That right there 
Instead of saying, I don't resonate with it, I don't resonate with that. Yes, you do, because that's why your attention got brought over there for you to even say those words. Why don't you simply say, I resonate love to that, right? I, I amplify love to that. I, I, I bring love to that because obviously your attention is on it. So therefore it's asking for love, not asking for your to copycat it within your being by saying, I don't resonate with it. The moment you say those words, you've just shifted polarity and now you are resonating with it. This is the illusion that darkness plays over humanity, like a little cloud that comes over your head and darkness goes, all I got to do is get them to think that they're not resonating with that negativity. But by the fact that I drew their attention to even focus on that negativity means they just started resonating. Booyah. How you like me now? This is got to stop, my loves. You are powerful. You don't sit there and go, I don't resonate with that. You say, I resonate love to that. I don't like the way those people are acting. I give love to the way those people are acting. I don't like the things that he said or the things that she said. I give love to them so that they may speak in words that proclaim beauty, love, and opulence, and grace, and amplification of love unconditionally on this planet. I give grace. I allow grace. Grace in your face. Grace is the base. Grace, grace, grace. You understand grace? Grace means I give and impart love to that which is unpleasant or in, not imbalanced. I bring grace to it. I bring grace to you. I don't have to resonate with you. I bring grace to you. I don't, I'm not telling you, you know, God bless you. I know God has already blessed you. God has already blessed you. I don't have to, to, to look at the cup empty. I see the cup full and overflowing because that is the nature of divine, the divine spirit, the divinity of ourselves is to be able to recognize and see the proclamation of truth that is already inside of us, not something we have to go outside and look for. You're not going to find that on the top of the mountain. You're not going to find that hidden deep in the cave or in your yoga center, in your green smoothie, or in your whatever you're doing in, in the water, ice water these days. You're not going to find that there. You are going to find structure and certain understandings about yourself. But to truly look outside of you is an old thing. It's old, it's old, it's old programming. It's inside, 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 inside. So th by doing those things and you focus on the inside, not this thing on the outside gave me this. No, this thing led me to go in. And by going in is where you win. Go in, win. Where you go in, you win. When you go in, you win. I'm going to say it again. When you go in, you win. When you go in, you win. When you go in, you win. See, I do it that way. And a lot of times people will say to me, because I've had friends who would sit in the room with me and, you know, and watch me, you know, go into my shares with the podcast. And the reason why I say it that way, the reason why it comes out that way is because it's to get programmed into your being through song and through laughter and through joy, right? To ingrain that code in you in a playful way. It's got to go into win, into win, into win, into win, into win, into win. You see, you got to go into win, into win, into win, into win, into win into win, into win. You gotta go into win, into win. 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 Gotta go into win, into win, into win, into win. You gotta go into win, into win, into win. You gotta go into win, into win. 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 Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Go, gotta 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 go into win, into win, 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 gotta go, 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 into win, into win, gotta go into win, into win, gotta go into win, into win, into win, into win, gotta go, 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 gotta go into win, into win, into win, into win, into win, into win, gotta go into win, into win, gotta go into win, into win, gotta go, 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 gotta go into win, into win, gotta go into win, into win.
Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win, in to win. Gotta go in to win. That's how you do it. You don't go out anymore. You don't go outside of yourself seeking anymore. You go in to win. Everything inside, everything you ever needed to know, everything that is available is in. The in then will project the out. That which you see on the outside is because that's what's going from in. So you got to go in to win. You see? And I created that little, that little song for you right now, a little bit of housey song right now that I just did, a little, t- little fun song. Like you would be dancing to it. You know, I was like dancing to it. I was pumping my arms like I was at a rave. It was good fun uh, creating that, that, that mind connection, that implant of, of, of knowledge into you by a song. I always say as a kid, you know, one of my greatest things is, uh, you know, making up songs and having fun and playing because that is how keeps things keeps things ingrained in me and, and keeps information and codes locked in because I bring play to it and I bring fun to it. Uh, it's a very important thing, you know, when you're dealing with um, children, say for instance, you know, if you want your children to learn things, you got to turn it into a game. You, you got to think like Mary Poppins. You can't just go in and be like, uh, oh yeah, you know, you got to do this. You got to clean your room. You know, it's like, no, let's make, let's make it a game. Let's make it fun. Like, you know, you throw some music on and be like, okay, all right. So we're going to play the song for about like this amount of time. You got to clean your room. And then I'm going to ring a bell and see who won cleaning the room. As if you have two kids, you know, and then whoever wins gets a prize and whoever doesn't win gets a little prize. And then, you know, and then you can uh, do it again and you say, oh, you know, the person who cleans the wet room and the room is the cleanest and the room is the cleanest is going to win a prize. That's going to be amazing. But you have to do it for this amount of time. So let's do it. Who's the fastest person to clean the room? Are we ready? You know, the thing is, is that if you you don't make things fun, right? They're not blazing that sun. Make it fun, blaze the sun. Everything I do has to be fun, right? And, and you, can't, you can't go through life not making it fun because that's what the matrix wants. It wants you to become a sheep, a moo-boo, a moo-moo bear. It wants you to become a, like a moo-moo bear, like a cow. Just like, moo, just sits there, moo, old sheep, bear, little bad bear, bear, little moo-moo bear. That's what it wants. That's what it wants. So then it can send you to the slaughterhouse as a moo-moo bear. And then as a sheep, you know, just, just completely do the same thing. Just slaughter you. That's not fun. You don't need to be a moo-moo bear or a, or a sheep bear. It's like my own words that I made up about it because that's just, you know, that's my cuteness. So you don't want to be a moo-moo bear or a sheep bear. No one wants to hear a moo and a bang. No one wants that. It's not fun. You know, sheep land is not fun. Sheep city sucks. It sucks there. Everyone literally just does whatever they're told to by the loudspeakers in sheep city. It's like Sheep City. Are you going to Sheep City? Yeah. Are you going to Sheep City? Yeah. You going to Sheep City? Yeah. Why? Because I don't like to think independently, and I'm afraid of what's out there in the unknown, and I'd rather someone just do the thinking for me. So I'm heading over to Sheep City, man. When I get there, man, I'm just gonna be told how to eat, when to do things, when to buy things, how to act, and like what to believe in, when to get angry, when to get sad, when to be happy. I'm just gonna do all the things that they tell me to do on those loudspeakers, man. You see those speakers up there on the wall over there, and those ones over there, and that one right there, and that big TV screen right there. Yeah, that's what the people are programming us here in Sheep City. They just tell us everything we need like if we need to buy something they just tell us what's cool to buy and how why and cool and how much we need to have and we don't have it we have two options we can either work for it and we can work really hard for it because that's what they told us we have to do which is important because we need to get that thing you know what i'm saying but so we just work for it and then just, you know we don't work for it enough then you know we don't get it so we feel sad and jealous some of us don't like it so we just get upset and take it from someone else but that's just because we don't have it because we really want it because they told us to get it and then they make it easy for us to get it so it's kind of like a game in steep city you know, you have to figure out how to like step on other people to get where you need to go. You know what I mean? Bang. So Shape City, you know, is like a really cool place because like every time you wake up, you're told what to think. And like when you want, when they want you to laugh, they tell you it's time to laugh. And when they want you to be scared, they, they create things to make you scared. And it's so much fun. And Shape City, bang. 
And thing is, is that when you're in Sheep City, it's like everybody there in Sheep City, like they all know each other in the same way, you know? Like they all know that they're afraid like to be who they really could be. So they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and set these programs without question. and just constantly keep listening to the monitors. It tells me like when I should sleep, when I should eat, when I should leave Sheep City, Sheep, Sheep, can't even talk. And I like, what what happened? What happened, man? I don't know. I just feel like I can't talk anymore, man. I don't know what's going on. I've been in Sheep City for almost like many years now. What happened, man? I don't know. Am I turning into like something else, man? I don't know, man. I just got to Sheep City and I've just been following the rules. What's happened to you? I don't know. Something's take over my head, man. Something's take over me. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Oh, yeah, something's happened to him. What's going on? Oh, that's nothing. It's just a process. That's how they basically get inside of your head and so forth and really get you to commit to being the sheep. So when you say anything that they don't feel like it's going out the right way, they just stop your words and just get you to say the thing that they want you to say. It's okay. It just means he was breaking the rules. No big deal. I didn't mean to say it. I just thought maybe if I was to say, like, I'm just going to go if I didn't choose to listen or believe Oh, yeah, you mean if you didn't choose to listen. Yeah, I get it. No, I mean, that's I mean, that's not the right way to think here in Sheep City. You know, so, uh, yeah, you, you both will be fine. Yeah, just, you know, just stay, 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 just keep doing whatever they tell you to do. And you're going to be fine in Sheep City, man. Oh, man, thanks for your help. That's really cool of you to stop by and tell us how to, how to like, not let these things happen to my friend. Yeah, man, thank you. That's really sweet of you to, like, to just come in here and just help me. For a second, I thought I was, like, getting sick or something. No, you won't get sick unless they want you to get sick. And that's only going to be because they just had enough of you because you're not following the rules. And that's, like, you have two choices. Either they're going to lock you up or they're going to make you sick. But, you know, that's it. I've heard there are people out there outside of Sheep City that, that none of those things happen them oh yeah those does the lit tribe <laughs> the lit tribe yeah that's what they call them they ride the lit train all day and they have lit parties and they drink lit juice in lit city everyone's living their truth and being leaders and building technologies and all kinds of things inviting other types of species that's just not good <laughs> yeah they, they follow their own their heartbeat they follow their own truth and each person loves and accepts each other for their own truth without trying to change them because they're not threatened from each other the lit tribe yeah i know about the lit tribe do you know about the lit tribe yeah i heard about them at one time i wasn't quite sure about it <laughs> i don't know about you but i don't like ship city I don't like the way they talk. I don't like the way they think. I don't like the fact that they don't think. That's the truth of it. Is that they're not even thinking. So we have to make sure that we are operating in the field of consciousness where we don't end up in Sheep City. And the only way that's going to happen is through us honoring our truth. So and that being said, I know you understand what it means to truly be able to coexist and cohabitat on a planet where we can love unconditionally everyone without shame, without blame, and without being a member in Sheep City. Because we're not, that's not who we are. We're here to be giants, masterful giants of unconditional love, here to build a new world and to forge new worlds and to build new bridges to other dimensions, to learn from other species and other beings, and to share our resources of knowledge and technology that is supporting of other planets that were similar to ours. We have the capability to live and shift in that way. You know, there's a beautiful essence in life, and that essence in life is, is everything. And that essence is saying, hey, Hey, it's already been done. All we're asking you to do is to perceive that which has already been done quantumly and you will shift right into it. You're a powerful, powerful being of infinite light and we love you. We know how powerful you are and what is capable from your being when you are honoring your highest truth. 
Nothing can hold you down or barricade you or limit you or create some form of, of degradation against you if you stay in your truth and recognize that any act of any human being that operates from a field of insult, blame, or shame is only doing so because your light is shining into the darkness inside of them and the darkness is having a freak-out moment that will soon be settled through love unconditionally. We honor you and love you. <laughs> Thank you. I am so happy to have shared today with you, my beautiful, loving, beautiful friends and leaders of tribe. We have a lot to do. So I suggest you get out there and you Instagram and you do whatever social platform you tell them, you know what? You need to listen to this share. And if you don't, that's your choice. But when you re when you're ready, it will be here and here it is and this is what it is for this is the medicine of life this is the joy this is the proclamation this is the divine principles of truth that we all seek and are all seeking for even when we don't think we're seeking for it we are even when we're in religion or some belief system we're seeking some form of divinity that we know that is ours but you don't have to suffer to get it and you don't have to go through pain to get it and you don't have to go to ridicule and insult to get it and you don't have to act out of your character or go against your best interests to get it all you have to do is go in to win and love. And that's what we're doing right now. Go in to win. I love you so much. You can sign up on my newsletter and find out where I'm going to be, what workshops and how to level up your life. Do feel free to check out the Shaman School and level up your powers and get on that lit train and be a powerful conductor of power and light and love and joy and happiness and freedom and elation and bliss and opulence in your life. <laughs> and also check out um, everything else that is going on um, that's associated with what I'm doing. And never mind those uh, tabloids and the things that are happening in the press, because like I said, they too need to go through their own process and understanding. And the only person who can do that is us when we show love. And that is the only current in which we can show. There's greatness in all of us. And we are so happy to be alive and on the lit train and drinking the lit juice and throwing down the lit hammer. I'm riding a lit horse right over to you and love you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna ride the lit horse over to you and love you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I love you. Yeah song written by Mark Mills on Instagram. You can see it on my page on Instagram at Shaman Durek to see the whole song. Or also listen to some of the other podcasts where we've played it before. And if you have songs and music that you would like to share with us that are appropriate and connecting to the tribe, please do so by sending it to Sam at shamandurek.com. Until next time, I love you. And if anyone hasn't told you how loved you are, well, let me be the first. I love you. 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 And I'll see you later, alligator. Bye.